0: It will ignite recall so that you can tap into your own life experiences. We don't just hear the knowledge and wisdom gained from our podcast guests. Through powerful story, we can live it. Hello, and welcome to Learned It From An 80s Song. I am your host and guest today. Patricia Freiberg. Now I know it's been a minute and I'm going to be completely transparent with you guys about why I haven't dropped an episode in a few months. Well, here we have it. I last year enrolled and completed my second graduate degree in applied positive psychology and coaching psychology from the University of East London. And I'll tell you that it has been 20 years since my last graduate degree, and things have changed from microfiche to the World Wide Web, right? So there was a big learning curve for me, and I love the program. There was a lot of academic rigor in this program, and the pace of the program was full-time, so it was really full-on. I literally turned my dissertation in on Christmas Day. So I'll be honest, it it stretched me, And, and in a good way and i have so much knowledge to share with you and my work now is figuring out the best way to get this information to you with maximum impact so i'll continue to mull this over but meanwhile we got to get back to the show and learned from an 80s song show must go on so here we go the song that best resonates with the story i'm going to share with you today Can I get a drum roll, please? The song is Our House by the British band Madness. It was from the album Rise and Fall, and it was released in 1982. And I completely remember when this song came out and I was in fifth grade. I remember it. And it says here that the song got a lot of radio play and i will say i heard this song on casey Kasem, you know countdown and it was ranked at number seven in 1983 it was a top ranking song across the globe and interestingly the genre of the music is actually falls under ska and pop so you can really hear the ska influence in the song it must be love so check it out the songwriters for this song our house was chris foreman Cathal smith producers were clive langer and alan winstanley and here is the story that will resonate with the song this story that I'm going to share with you today is actually from, I was asked to write a piece for the LA Voyage Magazine, which I really enjoy doing. I love writing stories. And I called on my, my friend and story coach, Mary Kincaid, to help me get this story out and out of me because it was really important. I'm going to share a story with you entitled, The SoCal Sojourner's Guide to Creating a Home. In 2005, I was living in Chicago, managing one of the largest fitness facilities in the world while working as a psychotherapist in a clinic and even fitting in some of those sweet side gigs like getting to teach Pilates classes at Harpo Studios. Then my husband came to me one day and said, Hun, I was just offered a great opportunity in California and I think we should take it. Four months later, we arrived at LAX with our one-year-old son, George, and our two cats, Greta and Louis. The 405 was gridlocked, which I soon learned was a natural occurrence. So our driver took us on a new route to our home in Thousand Oaks via Canaan Dune. The coastline on the PCH took my breath away. With the light shimmering like diamonds on on the ripples of the waves and the canyons lit up bright green by the setting sun. Then 18 months ago, my husband says, "Hun, i I've been offered a great opportunity in Lucerne, Switzerland, and I think we should take it. It sounded like a fantastic adventure, but I loved our Cali lifestyle, not just the green drinks from Juice Ranch or the bougie salads from Mendocino Farms, and those Americanos from the coffee bean and tea leaf that recharged my batteries. But most of all, it was the connections we'd built with the people here. I knew deep down that I could make a home in Lucerne, Switzerland. I mean, after all, I have lived in many places, like Knoxville, Tennessee, Mobile, Alabama, Portland, Maine, New York City, Lebanon, New Hampshire. We even lived in a residence inn in Long Beach after being evacuated during the Woolsey fires in 2018. And during that evacuation, I learned that what defines a home for me isn't anything that I own. It isn't even a place I find. It's my family. But I've also learned how to create a sense of home anywhere by doing these three things. Number one, find your people. As soon as I arrived at LA, all of those years ago, I began meeting friends at the gym and gradually my sons found their buddies through school and countless hours on the baseball field. Now living as an expat in a foreign country, I have attended every Apero or get to know you mixer to befriend any expat who speaks English as well as any German speaker who's willing to tolerate my Deutschlish which is my way of stammering through my broken German. When you seek out and find other transplants to your new area, especially in a foreign country, you are bonded by similar challenges of adapting to your new way of living. This heightened vulnerability helps you cut through all of the BS and get honest with how things are really going. And it often leads to them becoming forever friends. The faster you find your people, the faster a new place will feel like home. Number two is celebrate customs, both old and new. My boys loved celebrating Halloween in LA every year. Thousands of trick-or-treaters would pack our neighborhood with food trucks and haunted mansions and everyone young or old, dressed up. They could hardly wait for Halloween to arrive in Lucerne. We got together with a dozen of their expat friends from the US and from the UK. Trick or treat, we yelled, causing quite a ruckus as we walked through the city streets in our costumes. But we were the only ones out. Spying a woman on her balcony, the boys asked, Haben sie candy bitte? yeah. she responded. And then soon came out with a single bag of Haribu gummies. And she placed it in the first boy's bucket. Then the second boy held out his bucket. She told them that the one bag was for alles. alles all of them to share. Danke Shan, we said, and went home defeated. Let's face it, the Halloween was a bust, but we were still happy because we made an effort to celebrate a day that always meant so much to us. Meanwhile, we were also embracing customs unique to the region, like De Salp de Charmy, which celebrates the cow's ceremonial descent from the high elevations of the Alps to the lower pastures for the winter months, The ceremony dates back to the Neolithic times around 3000 BC. Local farmers dress in traditional attire, and the cows get dressed up too. In fact, they wear the most beautiful headdresses and the most enormous bells you've ever seen. Hundreds upon hundreds of these well behaved, well dressed cows walk single file, two by two, in a parade through the city. With all of those cowbells jingling, and trilling simultaneously. It's akin to the cacophony that we create when we light up our skies with fireworks on the 4th of July. Places like Switzerland become home as you embrace local customs like these, tailgating and cheering with the locals along that parade route. Number three is appreciate the local environment. Both LA and Switzerland have mountains but they're not the same what you do on those mountains and how you get to them are also different so no matter where you live developing an appreciation for your local environment is essential for it to feel like home i'd hike the mountains in the early days of my transition to los angeles then when i got overseas again i turned to the environment for support Gazing at those towering Alps, which looked like they had been dipped in powdered sugar, it really made my heart go a pitter-patter. One afternoon, I took the boat to the Cog Rail train. I wanted to snowshoe on Mount Rigi, where I had been to this mountain several times. Since it was midweek, it was just me and another older couple on the train car. As it climbed, we passed beyond the low-lying clouds that blanketed the city to see the sun illuminating the snow. Wow, Sean, Sean. We gasped in unison at the sight, and we started snapping pictures the rest of the way to the summit, as if we were paparazzi at a red carpet event. Connected by the awe of the experience, I wondered, as we smiled at each other, where this couple was from. And I felt for sure it must've been their first time to Mount Riki. As we disembarked at the Riki Kulm, the last stop, they asked, hey dear, where are you from? I explained that I was living here as an expat from California and I had a couple hours free. So this was my favorite spot to snowshoe. So I thought I would get above those clouds and get some sunshine. How about you? Oh, we've lived here for almost 40 years. We also had a free day and this view never gets old. Wow. 40 years. And they are still taking time to appreciate the natural beauty around them. No matter where you are, where you go, how long you've been there. It feels like home when you take time to appreciate your local environment, I imagine that probably in 18 months, because, you know, we can't be expats forever, my family and I will be boarding that A380 and heading back to LA. I will be returning forever changed from that woman who arrived here in Switzerland because of how I immersed myself in the community here, volunteering and providing job skills, training for Ukrainian refugees and supporting the mental health initiative here in Switzerland and providing a pro bono coaching through the university of East London, where I just completed my master's in applied positive psychology and coaching psychology. So leaning into my number one strength, which is my number one via strength. It is love of learning. And that has always helped me with these challenging transitions and, and, and and it's made Uh, these transitions more meaningful. When we arrive at LAX, I'm sure the 405 will still be gridlocked. The coastline on the PCH will again take my breath away, just like it did 17 years ago when we arrived as transplants from Chicago. I look forward to meeting my friends at 101 North for my favorite cocktail, the lovely Loon, and then getting my hair done with Rosie at Bliss Salon while catching up on Everything that I've missed over the past years. I'll eagerly look up concerts coming to the Hollywood Bowl, get my favorite green juices, and block off at least 30 minutes for parking lot conversations at the coffee bean. But I'm also going to miss seeing and hearing a parade of dressed up cows with the big bells every year because now both LA and Switzerland. Feel like home. When looking at the VIA strengths and the strengths that I use through these transitions, and I mentioned it a bit in the story, the VIA strengths that I used the most, I would say during these times have been love of learning and curiosity. So love of learning and curiosity were really two that I've leaned into. Others that would be phasic strengths. So these are the VIA strengths guys. If you haven't taken the assessment, I talk about it on every episode. It is 24 character strengths that are who you are to your core. The assessment's completely free. You can take it online. Lots and lots of research on this, on taking the strengths and using your signature strengths. And this is all by Seligman and Peterson were who invented this a couple decades ago. So. Here we are with the Via strength. So I'll say that curiosity, love of learning were two that I leaned into when uh, learning and, and being in a new place. Others that, that would be phasic strength. So those are strengths that you would use at certain times in your life. Like let's just say, let's go into when I shared with you the story of going up into the Alps and appreciating beauty or hiking up into the Santa Monica mountains in Los Angeles you know, I would say that I use appreciation of beauty and excellence. So that's noticing and appreciating beauty and excellence around you. You see, you just notice, ah, oh, you're, you're taken back by nature or, or the beauty. And some cases when you're looking at appreciation of beauty and excellence, if you're looking, let's say at a ballet or an art show, What you see are the years and years of experience that and work that people have put into a show or are honing their craft. But in this case, it would be acknowledging mother nature and the beauty there. Other strengths that I would have towed. So what is towing strengths? Towing strengths is when you take a signature strength and you need to lean into one of your lesser strengths. So bravery is actually one of my lesser strengths. You know, from my story, it sounds like that I might be quite courageous because I've I've lived in a lot of places I've had to adapt but bravery is one is actually 23 of my 24 so we're talking I am I am a cowardly lion here so I would say I towed bravery and I guarantee that I towed bravery using curiosity so and utilizing also love of learning so those two together I think I probably used those to tow bravery And gosh, let me look and see what else I may have used. Certainly humor gets by. I mean, humor has gotten me through a lot of sticky situations, living in a lot of different places. And what else? Social intelligence. Yes. So I do, when I had talked about really finding your people, well, guess what? That's going to be a little bit easier for me because I'm number one, an extrovert. And then I also have social intelligence as my second highest strength. So I leaned into that signature strength to help me get through those transitions. And if you happen to have social intelligence, maybe in the middle or in your lesser strengths, then you would use another strength to help tow that social intelligence. Like maybe you have bravery in your top strengths. Well, bravery might help you then tow social intelligence, you know, so you can take those lesser strengths and bring them Up when you need them, and certain times of transition, which I have experienced quite a bit, and I'll be sharing more with you about this. All right, so can we talk about how it resonates with the song? Yes, we can. I will say that you know, obviously, our house. That the song is all about a home. It's it's definitely. I watched the video, the music video, and I encourage you guys to go on YouTube and uh, check out the video because it's hilarious. And I I don't think I appreciated it as much in the 80s as i as i do today being a mom and running a household and all of that. So, you know, log on, go check out, check it out, take a trip down memory lane. It's a great song and how it resonates is it really depicts a home. You know, it shows the shows what's happening in the daily life of home life, right? So just those nuances and and all of that. But I want to say thank you guys so much for listening. I know I, I know, I took a bit of time off from this podcast and I truly didn't miss it. And I'm very happy to be back. We've got some great guests coming on soon. And if you know of anybody or if you yourself would like to be a guest, please hit me up. Find me on social media. Patricia Freiberg is who I am on Instagram, LinkedIn. I'm much more active on LinkedIn now. And uh, let's see, those are really the best ways to get a hold of me. Also, you can contact me directly at patriciafreiberg at gmail.com. And that is probably a great way to get a hold of me if you'd like to be a guest. And then, you know, like, subscribe, pass this information on. Until next time. Thank you so much for listening. We want to hear from you. First of all, tell us how these totally rad stories have inspired you. If you have a story with an 80s song inspiration, we want to hear it. You think this podcast is like totally tubular? Well, we would love your review. Stay connected with us on Podopolo and download the app today. Visit me at www.patriciafreiberg.com. Thank you, and we look forward to a double boost of inspiration next Motivational Music Monday.